You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. We've got a good one for you tonight, folks. I know we say that every week, but this one's specifically good. We're talking about summer travel and how travel has changed since the end of COVID. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting way to talk about it because a lot of the restrictions that we had during the pandemic have disappeared or they've been lessered. some countries have it more so, others aren't, or some places are even actually getting a little tougher again. So it's going to be a fun one to talk about, and we got a great crew here to talk about it. We're welcoming back to the show after quite some time. We're going to talk to John and Sarah from Bella Travel and Adventures. Welcome, guys. <laughs> this is when you guys come into the picture. <laughs> there you go. And this is there when you, you they teleport in. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what fancy special Study. effects we're using. This is just Study. amazing. <laughs> this is just amazing. Or is this called really bad green screen? Well, I don't know. I am phasing here. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's going to be a ton of fun to chat about travel. And you guys are experts at it. So, you know, instead of us, you know, rambling on about it and everything, we'll start in a little bit but of course let's introduce my co-host mr mike gordon is here howdy how are you sir i I, i'm still locked down you're still locked down (laughs) no i i haven't uh i've done a little bit of traveling yeah exactly uh, no no immediate plans but but maybe after this conversation that'll change it'll whet his appetite it totally will folks it's gonna whet appetite too and we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home Feedback at Earth Station One is the best way to get in touch with us. So definitely, let's jump in with both feet. So, Mr. Mike, go ahead and take it away. Sure, sure. Now, the last time you guys were here was about two years ago. It was June, uh, early June 2021. Uh, we had just come out of the pandemic, just, just out of the lockdown. Um, and so we talked a little bit about how things were opening up. I guess my first question to you guys is, are are things normal now? It's a Back new to the way bo- they were before in 2018, 2019? It's getting much closer to that. Um, what is new normal? You know, yeah. The new normal is uh, different for each place you would go or cruise line you will, you will visit um, at different um levels uh royal caribbean they're known for washy-washy you know they they're it's like militant you walk towards anything that serves food and there's somebody there just directing you towards directing us. you to the wash your hands and everything yeah. like that it's it's uh very <laughs> very strongly upheld uh rule on there and uh, that was right before covid and got really strict afterwards oh really Yes. Because I know like when we in last fall, we went up to we went to Europe on Princess and anytime you went up to where the buffet was or anything, they made you go to the sink first to wash your hands or anything. So they they, were very strict. um, uh, We won't know so much about Princess until next spring. Um, We're going on a uh, two week Princess cruise for her birthday next year. And uh We'll know a little bit more. I haven't been on Princess, been on a lot of Carnival, which of course is the same corporation, but, um, you know, Princess is still a stranger to us right now. Oh, yeah. Understandable. Princess is just a stranger to everyone, unless you're Gav- Gavin McLeod or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah, parents, we're used to, my parents liked uh, to, uh, to go on Princess. So yeah. I think that was their preferred one. Princess? Yeah. A lot of people say a lot of good things about it, and I find a lot of interest, um, you know, through the the, the agency. Um, a lot of people are, are leaning towards Princess. It's co- sort of like um, step up from Carnival, which is their main brand, 
and uh, it, with a little bit of um, Royal Caribbean and Virgin Voyages thrown in there. So it's, it's a it's little like bit more of an adult yeah. vibe. Um, but uh, you know, it's you know, we're anxious to find out for ourselves too. And the uh, the 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 sort of reputation, as I understand it. And as my, you know, limited experience on, on select cruise ships is that Carnival is the party ship. So if you just want to go and party, drink, gamble, do all that stuff, go to Carnival. That's the best one for that. Obviously, if you've got kids, families, Disney is the one that you want to really, like, focus on. Carnival's and then, good for that, too. I'm sorry? Carnival's Carnival. very good for that, too. And then, uh, and then, sort of like the elder generation, the ones that want relaxing times, that would be more of your princess, uh, Norwegian, um, that kind of those kind of uh, cruise lines. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I'd say so. And um, then, of course, now Virgin Voyages has entered the picture on this in a strong way. They, uh, they, I was going to uh, talk about that because it seems like, cause we always, you know, if you go on one cruise, all of a sudden you get signed up for every cruise to get like information on, uh, sent to you. So either through email or regular mail. And it seemed like Virgin was like, after the pandemic, it seemed like they came out of nowhere and all of a sudden were as a big player. So it seems like they've really benefited maybe, uh, indirectly or directly from the lockdown. I, I, well, I tell you, the lockdown really slowed things down initially for Virgin. When they first entered the scene with the very first ship, the uh, Scarlet Lady, that ship was built and finished just as we got locked down. Mm. So, Man, bad timing. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they were already starting working on the, the second ship, the Valiant Lady. Um, and they hadn't, they hadn't one, had one paying cruise yet. Wow. So they, so they were, were like, so they were on the brink of debuting and then everything locked down. So when the lockdown was lifted, they really could just go full bear because all of a sudden they were really ready, maybe more so than some of the others were, right? Right. Yeah, and their ships were were brand new. It's not like they they came in and and got ships from other cruise lines and started slowly. They they came in brand new vessels, top of the line um amenities on all of them. And um, so when the when it was lifted and we were able to travel again, um, people were interested because mm -hmm. of the unknown factor. Uh, this is a cruise line that is strictly for people eighteen and over. Oh wow! Okay. Oh yeah. No, that was that strict. Okay. No, Virgin, I know, has no kids on it. Pretty that's, much. That's kind of that's kind of ironic, really. Yeah. And, was, and was, everything <laughs> when you pay for your your cruise you pay for your drinks your everything right. it's it's a it's a one package deal and, it, and you know you don't piecemeal it like the other places yeah. do yeah there's very little a la carte there except for like the, you know their special dining things like that and i've heard that they have a problem getting that coordinated as far as booking mm. out in advance they're asking for people basically to book these specialty restaurants and any shows or anything like that when they board the vessel. So as you can imagine, it's kind of like going to the track on the day of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's it's like that, the Wild you know? West, I've heard in some yeah, ways. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they got yeah. to work out, but a remarkably positive responses I've seen. We've seen I've seen a few videos from from Virgin and it looks completely like ultra modern, very, very sleek and everything. Not very traditional if you're used to a traditional cruise. No, that's what they were after when they came came into the situation here. They wanted to do cruising not as normal. They uh I think when we, we talked last time, because it was just after the pandemic, a lot of cruise lines in particular were trying to encourage people to, to they were trying to encourage customers. So they were making it a lot easier by packaging a lot of the things that, you know, like the free drinks or free Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. Has that, is that still the case or is that diminished a lot? Are they back to normal now? There's not so much enticement anymore. 
<laughs> they don't have a problem filling ships now, huh? No, no, but a lot of yeah, they're actually overbooking. Yeah, but a lot of the plans that I've seen because we've been looking at different cruises and stuff like that, and there are you know, hey, if you sign up now with low deposits and you know, second seventy five percent off the second person. Oh, and we'll also throw in a drink package, and we'll also throw in the Wi Fi on the boat and everything. But it's very limited Wi Fi because it's only for one um, one device per person. It's not for the whole cabin, or you. So you can't use your computer and then your phone on it. You could only use either or, and so right. And, and you see, that's that's what. They're still trying to work out as different levels of Wi-Fi. Some people go on a cruise and they want to be completely connected because maybe they're going to work while they're on the cruise. I can't imagine. There, but, we have a lot of friends <laughs> that do that, though. But, I, I like but, not yes, having my phone active when I'm on the cruise and I'm yeah, on a yeah. ship. I'm just like, I just want to just get away from everything. Unplug. You see, there's a lot of things. A lot of people, you know, like to do that. And other people like us we have to have some connection uh because you know back at home yeah our, sure our gang needs me to transfer them some money or uh you know something's going on with the dog and has got to go to the vet or something like that sure. that you know but other than that really we could just connect ourselves and be completely happy um, i was just talking about that today <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could do that just for a weekend. At home, yeah. yeah. Don't even need to go on a cruise ship. No, um, like to shut it down. So, so where are like right now? If uh, people are thinking I want to go somewhere, I'm not really sure to go. Where the where's the cool places to go right now? Alaska, Alaska in the summer. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really okay, cool. That, I was really going to say that's cool. literally cool. No, yeah. uh, no. Well, uh, about. Five years ago, uh, my family, Michelle and I, went on a cruise to Alaska, and uh, it was one of the best experiences uh, we've ever had. Uh, as a family, as people, it was just gorgeous and so fun. Uh, I definitely encourage that. But that is something that's gaining traction with a lot of people now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are. I mean, Alaska is booming with uh, travelers now. And, why, uh, why do you think that is? <clears throat> I think. People are are looking for something unspoiled, and Alaska is the last kind of frontier, you know. And they want to kind of stay in the country, stay mm-hmm. within, you know. You know but the things are a little unstable. They kind of want to stay close to the U.S. But I know, I know, you don't have like hundreds of people asking you to buy stuff when you get off the ship right away. <laughs> oh, you do, you do. As soon as you get off the ship, it's tourists. Yeah, not in Alaska. That you're going to get inundated oh, yeah. pretty much right we off didn't. the ship. Yeah. We, didn't, it, we visited two, three ports in, in Alaska, and we didn't, I mean, we saw some people, but not like Nassau. No, not oh. like Nassau. Oh, that's different. Yeah. Well, you have like, oh, pretty lady, don't you want to have braids put in your That's hair? what I'm talking about. You got uh, like, yeah. you, when, you, when, you, when you go to the Bahamas, when you go to uh, the uh, Bermuda area, you go any of those islands. I mean, uh, uh, Cancun. Yeah. You know, you get off the ship and they like swarm on you like ants, you know, like it's just, it's, it's crazy. Jewelry? Um, you want jewelry? Well, well you think jewelry? about it this way. I mean. You want to watch? The the warm weather places that you mentioned, Bermuda, the Bahamas, Caribbean, um, their whole revenue system is based on tourism. Oh, really? yeah. Really oh, yeah. Is. No, I don't blame them. But, oh, I no, mean, it's, not just, at all. It's, it's just, yeah, it's overwhelming at times. But, every... but when you get to Alaska, it's a U.S. territory. Not so much. Right. It's the same. Like, I felt like when we went to, you know, because we've done like Canadian province tours and everything, um, you didn't get the people mobbing you when you got off and everything. But every place you got off was built towards the tourists getting off the boat and everything. All oh, the, sure. All the tourist stores. And, oh, and I've seen, you know, friends of mine who've been on the Alaska tour because we're not going on to Alaska till. Uh, September of 2024. So we're, we've been watching all the YouTube videos, getting ready for it. And everything we've seen is, you know, it's like going to, you know, going to Gatlinburg or something where it's like literally tourist shop after tourist shop after tourist shop until you get further away from the port. 
Yeah, but, but the difference is, is that there's stores that you can choose to go into and out of, not people mobbing you. Um, and I think that's the that's a big difference because I know that uh, at least for members of my family, like that's a like they're like I never want to go to Nassau again. And I'm like, but there's still a lot of cool things to do in Nassau. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't that we can't stand that. So uh, same thing with uh, Dominican. Same thing with like a lot of that stuff. And I, you know, it's unfortunate, but it it's it is a factor. I think so. And we didn't well, experience all, anything like that when we went to Alaska. We we kind of have the same philosophy, like you mentioned about Nassau. We we really kind of consider that almost like a a ship day, mm-hmm. you know, just an airport. But Alaska has just recently finished their new port. Um, okay, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> His head disappeared I, again, folks. Yeah. Well, I'm you back. just have to remind people about the logo and and and, and advertise yes. so that we get that. So, right. Um, so, <laughs> but the 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 new port has just opened officially in Nassau. Now, apparently, the retail environment. There's some restaurants that are uh, part of all of that. There's a a new beach resort. There's a Margaritaville that's now nearby in Nassau. They're trying to get people more interested in. Bye again, Nassau, <laughs> and, uh, and and instead of just walking through the the straw market and having someone try to sell you a basket, they're trying to offer you a lot more options. Yeah, sounds like and, they're trying to make it look like uh, maybe like West Palm. I'm not West Palm, but uh, Palm Springs or something. Yeah, yeah, they they, they have they, a they beach to. now. They have Margaritaville. They have all that, but you have to kind of maneuver yourself around to get there. It's a big port. It's a lot of walking. Yes. Where um, and other than Alaska, where are a lot of people going nowadays? Mexico. Really? Okay. Okay. Not Cancun, Mexico. They- well, they're going to Cancun, but I think they're finding um it's a little unstable. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of a little bit more dicey on that side of the country. So now people are going more towards the Cabo side and that side. Oh, like the Puerto Vallarta and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right. More the Baja. Yeah, gotcha. I, um, the only reason I know those names is Love Boat, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're headed to Cabo in August this year. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Flying. We're, we're not, no cruising. No we're going cruise straight this time. To we're, we're actually, um, we're going to a brand new resort that just opened on December last year, and and it's uh, it's a Interval International property, um, and it is more towards the San Jose part of Cabo, not the Cabo San Lucas per se, but um, it's you know apparently it's 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 beautiful what we've seen of it, and uh, so we're. We're going to be uh, headed over there in August uh, for a week and taking take, the family, taking the crew, and uh, you know, you know, see what what the new resort looks like. We've been going to Cabo since 2004, and um, but we've know, never been to this resort. We've been to a couple different other resorts, but this is the first one that since we became owners, um, th- this is the first new resort that they've opened there. And we're trying it out. Cool. Is there, as a general rule, whether it's on a cruise or off a cruise, traveling in general, uh, since in the last few years, since the lockdown or whatever, is there anything that's still kind of lingering that's a that's a pain? Is there is it is there any more difficulty in traveling than there uh than there used to be? I know that um, you know, I think uh what well, we've got these uh uh, we're on the cusp of these, like what real IDs or something come along and I, I, you know, and all that sort of thing. And is, that seems like it, it could add to a lot of confusion. Yeah, there was uh there was a time there when we first initially came back that they were trying to incorporate all of that information, the, the, the vaccine information, health information on, onto these um, apps that was supposed to make things move faster. It didn't come. They to still fruition. try to do that, but it's yeah. It, it's 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 not. 
we are about as close to normal travel now as we've been in three, four years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. No more. No masks. Vaccines. The the last hurdle that really fell was when you were not demanded to wear a mask on a plane anymore. When when that one fell, uh, I think we were, that was a good sign that we're pretty much back to normal. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Yes and no. I mean, I, I, uh, a friend of mine has, uh, uh, they're friends with a, a couple that recently went to Australia, saved up a bunch of money, uh, did the long flight down there and everything. And day two, boom, they got head COVID. So they had to stay in their room for the entire week, really, oh. uh, and deal that. And so here they, here they had saved up a lot. They went through the pain of getting down there and everything, and they were trapped in their hotel room for the whole week. Uh, that, to me, sounds like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> it is a nightmare, and that's one of the reasons that I refuse to be in an inside cabin on a cruise ship. Because when that when the pandemic hit and you were on a cruise, you were locked down. We mm. still have PTSD. We still and travel with like extra medical you know our medicines we travel with like a couple extra weeks of medicines because you used to get trapped in addition to the fact that i am severely claustrophobic (laughs) and if i was told i had to remain in my indoor cabin (laughs) for a week or more i'm so so sorry there would be no walls remaining because I would have torn them down with my nails. I mean, inside cabins <laughs> to me, I don't, they don't bother me. They bother him. Mm-hmm. I was just on one and it. I'm not even good at an elevator. The last, the last time we went on a cruise, Michelle and I had a room with a balcony. And I think that's what we're going to have to do from now on. Cause she liked the balcony so much. She was like, yeah, I never want to go back to uh, any other kind of room. <laughs> It's balcony, baby, all the way. He's smuffing it when he gets a port. Yeah, if I if I just get an outside uh, window, Uh that's the minimum. It's got to (laughs) be. I've got to have some kind of view of the natural world. Uh, Me, I'm inside cabin. I'm, you know, I'll be the coat closet. I'll be fine. You never know whether it's day or night in those rooms, and that doesn't bother a lot of people. And I, I wish I was like them. That I, I mean, we we'd travel a whole lot more if we could save some money from the rooms that we're booking. Um, but you know, it's just you can't do it. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> I know some of the cruise lines for interior cabins have the fake windows where it's like the video screen of what's outside. Yeah, I think Disney does that, right? I've heard yeah. Disney, Disney does, does that. and the newer um. Carnival ones do like Mardi Gras and right. Celebration, and Royal Caribbean has the inside facing balconies. True, I tell you what, because they the, have the courtyards of, and stuff like that. Yeah, with a lot of the new ships, I mean, they're like cities uh, oh. of uh, traveling around the ocean. It's like it, it's like well, there's not a lot of encouragement to that you need to get off the boat at any time. <laughs> no, yeah, so no. much to do. Everything. I mean, really, honestly, the last cruise ship we went on that was a large one was the uh, Carnival Celebration, which you know, is going on about a year now that it's been out. November. Yeah, and that ship, you literally when you book a week on that ship, you're really not going to see everything. That's why we're going back in October we're for going two back, weeks. We're going back for a back-to-back. Just to October. see everything on the ship. Right. Just to see all the amenities and experience everything. You, you, you really... You know, really need two weeks. I didn't know that doesn't work out for everybody. I am like really phasing here. (laughs) But um, we lucked out. We got like a really great. Yeah, uh, I was able to book uh, the same balcony room for us for both weeks. And one first week is an Eastern Caribbean. Second week is a Western Caribbean. And (laughs) the cruise director is a good friend of ours. um, Great guy. Lee Mason. He's uh, probably... Probably the top, if not the top well, two, got cruise director uh, in Carnival Corporation. And he just got cruise director of the year. Just got did. awarded that. That is awesome. Well that is deserved. Really awesome. I mean, the man is just 
uh, he's just a ball of energy. We saw him when he first started. We saw him his first year he started. Right. Now we just saw him now, and it's, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he, he remembered us. Uh, well, well, when we cruised with him, he had just started with Carnival. Well, you guys uh, are very unforgettable anyway, so it's, yeah. <laughs> Have you met I don't know how to take that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you for years, honey. so those people who are watching, listening, uh, they want to go someplace, uh, but you know, not just lockdown, not just COVID or whatever, things are getting back to normal, but there's still, obviously there's still, uh, financial issues that a lot of people are suffering where, what can, what can people do for the best bang for their buck? Where can they go? What can they like, is it a cruise? Is it something else? Or where do you suggest that people go for, that's a that's maybe a little bit uh be like not like you know too expensive. Camping. Camping. Camping is camping is back in a big way. Mm, really? Well, People are are, are, mm. are occupying these resort uh RV resorts and campgrounds and and they are booming. Hmm. Uh, it's, and, but it's also there's also now glamping and there's you know where you get you know the the camp set that's already when set I, up for you when you get there and everything. Yeah. When I say camping, I I don't mean anything about a tent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're not you're not talking about setting up a tent and going in an outhouse. No, no. no. not nothing like that. He's not bathing in the creek. No, nope. there's going to be a you know some sort of a recreational vehicle involved. <laughs> um, but that's very popular. And and, you, and and let's face it, how many states on average have we seen? Has the average person seen? I know. 47? 37? 47. 47. You got You're not average, Mike. 21. No, I've never been you are, average. You are, you, are, you are not average. No. So <laughs> well, I would I've say the average person has probably states. seen maybe, they're lucky you have seen half. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I've seen about half. There's a whole lot more to see that, you know, especially out West for us, you know, we're East Coasters. Um, and, and you can rent RVs. You don't have to buy one. You can rent them. You can actually it's, rent it's them. It's really an affordable right. way. I mean, how is that to, I mean, I'm used to driving like a sedan. Like I would imagine getting behind an RV is pretty intimidating. Like behind the wheel. Is it, it's like, is that's like a Mack truck, right? Well, well it class, depends on what's Just don't parallel park getting. in it at all. Yeah. <laughs> don't parallel park. A, <laughs> yeah. If you're a class A, it's like a big bus, but B and C, I can drive. If I can drive it, you can drive it. No. It's interesting too because that's one <laughs> no. of that's one of the trips Judy and I have talked about taking is like flying somewhere like Minneapolis or Kansas City and renting an RV and then going up into the Great Plains and everything because she's never been out there and I want to show her like Mount Rushmore I want to show her the Badlands I want to show her Devil's Tower and Yellowstone and everything like that. That's absolutely what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it is immensely popular right now. Um, in fact, we've actually had some discussions of, are we going to just purchase a home in Florida or we might RV for a couple of years after I retire? Mm. That's another thing that has uh, become popular. People are f becoming full-time RVers. Oh yeah, and it doesn't mean they're driving every week. It just means they're they go in, they find a, a resort, and they they settle in for a season. Yeah, because a lot of them actually have Wi-Fi, and a lot of them have all the, you know, even some of them have really nice restaurants and stuff like that. They do, which is um, which like is a, pretty cool. My buddy uh, right now, he still works, but he works remotely, so they RV completely, and. Mm -hmm. They spend summers, say, in South Dakota. And in fact, they are in South Dakota right now. And, um, and then they're going to, uh, spend this, the, uh, winter maybe in Galveston or something like that. You know, just, you know, sure. his wife doesn't care for the heat either. So they kind of <laughs> skirt it. Well, it's inter it's really interesting too, because I, like you, I have a fr another friend. He works IT security and, he works, um, he doesn't have to be in an office. So they sold their house here in the Atlanta area and they bought an RV and they travel throughout the country and even into Canada and Mexico. And they, 
been staying sometimes, like you said, a week or two at a campground because he could work during the day and they trail along a Jeep with them and everything so they can go into town and not have to worry about bringing the camper and everything. They just exactly. And it, and then uh, conversely to that, you got some people that rather not have the RV and just pull something with a truck, you know, sure. a fifth wheeler. Yeah. And they're, they're amazingly luxurious some of these fifth wheelers oh it it's funny because like judy and i drive by them oh do you want to stop by to go walk through some of these she says no i'll get new nosebleeds from the prices from these things yeah that oh that's a house oh Basically, very much so. <laughs> but it sounds the, like it. it sounds like it's better than my house and some of them like they expand out most. you know double the size and stuff mm-hmm. it's it, it is just amazing and they got the the, the push outs that widen. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it. You're right. Yeah, it's just it's amazing how much space that it creates. Mm-hmm. And uh, ours has like the big screen. Or our friends just got one big screen TV with a um, fireplace. fireplace and wow. And a to you know, and a full kitchen. I was king like, size bed. king size bed. Yeah, um, and to me, when you buy an RV, the big thing about it is. The bathroom, of course, <laughs> got to have. <laughs> Most of us spend a lot of our time in that bathroom, you know. And in a shower, I'm sorry if you are anywhere over five foot seven, five foot eight. The shower in a lot of those RVs is just an insult. You know, you just that the water sprays into my belly button, and you know, you know that's I try a picture to get I just don't need. And some of these new ones that are coming out, I've seen, and we've been look because we've been looking um, bigger shower than what we have here in our master suite. And it, really, they really are making them wonderful, <laughs> and and uh, the putting the commode in places for larger people, and uh, just kind of so accommodating. Got to have some elbow room when you're there, you know. That is awesome. <laughs> it's important, you know. <laughs> Uh, and I uh, okay. Stop so. moving. I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit um, with Mexico and everything, but um, any advice for people who want to go outside the country? Is there particular places that are awesome and great right now? Uh, places that are not so great, uh, they should definitely stay away from anything like that. Well, well, your partner in crime there uh, just went. Did a Mediterranean, yep, um, which is an immensely popular thing to do. I've it, other people. It was amazing. Ever. I would highly recommend it. And because we started in Athens, Greece, and then we went to Santorini, which is one of the islands, and that was beautiful. beautiful it was like when you see pictures of of the Greek Isles and you see the white buildings with the blue roofs and everything. That's Santorini, and. There's towns built on top of cliffs and they have the black beaches and everything with the black sand and everything because it's a a volcanic island and everything. And then we went to Montenegro and then we went to from there, we went to uh, Sicily and Sicily was amazing. But you got to be careful with Sicily because Mount Etna just um, went off a couple about a week and a half ago. And uh, one of the towns we went to was covered in ash and everything, but they're used to it. That's part of everyday life there. It's sort of like when you go to Hawaii and you go to the big island, you know, that's part of it. It's it's never stopped erupting. No, exactly. Exactly. And uh, exactly. And it's, it's awesome. And then we went to the Amalfi coast, which was just amazing in Italy. It, I I want to go back to a mafia. It was that's it was just breathtaking, and it was truly truly amazing. And then we ended in Barcelona, and love Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Well, Spain is just it's that is definitely one of the popular destinations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's anything in Spain um, and Greece and Greece. Yep. And, um, you know that's. That's a bucket list for us, you know, yeah. is, mm-hmm. is to do a, a that, that's what you just described. That's exactly what we're looking to do once I don't have to worry about, you know, taking leave anymore. Right. Uh, well, exactly. exactly. And a month over there. 
And it, it is, there's so much to see and so much to do. We didn't even scratch the surface with what you could do over there. And it's, it is amazing. And, you know, and it's, it isn't as expensive going to some of those countries as a lot of Northern Europe is and everything. Like when you, when you go up to Amsterdam, when you go to Germany, when you go to Sweden and like, you know, Finland and all these other countries that, you know, you get those prices up there are very, very expensive. But the, like the, the Mediterranean countries are a little more affordable. Are they in general? I, mean, I, I was, I was always under the impression that, you know, the airfare out there was, majority of of what you're spending saying i'm gone and i did not move okay it's okay but um you know you can't breathe don't breathe don't breathe (laughs) that's that's the the key we're going to be going for another 35 minutes so don't breathe for the time (laughs) okay i'm good (laughs) but yeah it's the airfare is it's not cheap to fly to europe just in general right now but you could find there are sites out there that you could find deals on like scotch travel deals and you know where you know you might have to be spur of the moment you know hey you could fly to paris round trip for 500 bucks but you know you have to be prepared to leave in the next week or so right exactly you're going to work on their schedule when the availability comes around and uh yeah That's, if, if you, you're going to do it. but you know to save the a dime here and there you you uh will have to be willing to be flexible exactly exactly it seems like i i know a lot of people a number of people over the last couple months in particular that have gone to the uk whether they go to england and london or they go to scotland or uh ireland uh is that something that is uh reasonable to do right now or is it still kind of uh maybe pricier than some other places in europe i i don't know too many people that have made that jaunt inexpensively mm-hmm. uh scotland greenland iceland um germany uh that's still kind of a, a pricey um Pricey ticket right now, um, especially the airfare. I mean, just just getting there mm-hmm. and back. Um, well, we yeah. had our friend that went, just went to England, and she had to do it by way of going and flying and taking a cruise around England in order to try to work it out feasibly. Or well, yeah, her? yeah, right. She was trying to, you know, do it inexpensively and uh, you know take a flight. To a, one section and then take a cruise, another method mode of travel to get to where she ultimately wanted to go to save a couple dollars, you know, on, on the travel expense. Um, you know, if you've got the time, absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that, you know, the working stiffs that we are, mm-hmm. we don't have that extra time to do, you know, that. So you're, you're, you're either going to dole out the money right now. To pay for you know uh, a more direct method of travel, or you have to do what she did and kind of jump around to be able to get it, or you just don't go and head off to the campground. (laughs) (laughs) What have you guys heard about flights? Because the price for flights has gone through the ceiling, and everything. And I have not seen any indication that there's going to be any relief there anytime soon. Um, that we, we book travel, but I steer clear of airlines. Airline travel is dicey it's... at best. Um, you, <laughs> uh, there's times to book flights, better times than not. But even uh, if you book a flight, you can't guarantee that you're going to get to where you're going because... Like when we went to, we went on our cruise, they shut down the airport. Right. There was a. a, Florida was shut down. You couldn't fly into Florida. So people were missing cruises. There was an overabundance of traffic coming in and out of Florida. They literally shut off the state for like three hours. So people were missing cruises. For air traffic. People can get back from cruises. People can get back from, it was around Christmas time. 
And oh yeah, there was yeah, there was yeah. I was going to say a few months ago or a couple months ago, I remember seeing that a lot of airlines were just canceling flights left and right, leaving people stranded and mm-hmm. and and Southwest and, especially. Yeah. Southwest has been miserable about it and everything. Absolutely, has that gotten better? Um, yeah, only that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not happening uh, because as, everyone's afraid to kind of boat. Well, not so much that, but you know, I think whatever gaff there was in the system, um, they resolved it. Um, but people you, are still, at you have other issues. You got real issues with air travel, and what I mean by that is people. Hiring, hiring staff. Um, Stop moving your pilots. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. No, it um, is a, there is a pilots. shortage of pilots, but also the airlines have gotten very greedy and they've cut back a lot of their flights and overcrowded a lot of the other their other flights because they don't want empty seats on the planes. They want full planes everywhere they go. So what they do is they're rerouting instead of taking a more direct route. Uh, from point A to point B, there's a, if you go on and, and try to book, uh, a plane, uh, from here to say Texas, you're going to really run into a hard time getting a direct flight, a nonstop flight. They are going to reroute it at least to one, uh, other city to, uh, keep that, that plane full. Well, where did our, our your, your flight times are taking longer because our daughter went to, to Colorado, but ended up going to like where did she go? Someplace off the beaten path to get down to Colorado. She when she was going to Washington State, they went to Seattle for a week, right? And and they diverted them through Colorado. What? Yeah, right. So, well, well, that's true. Well, I know like a lot of the airlines because Washington, like Seattle and such, is so far away from like the East Coast hubs and everything. You either have to stop in Minneapolis or you have to stop in Denver or a lot of times even Chicago to get out to Seattle. There is, it's rare when you see a nonstop out there. And that's what they did. They diverted them um, into um, Denver and they had a couple hour layover there and then they were able to get to Seattle from there. but that's, that's something that I'm noticing a lot when I get on the the travel sites and I start looking to book uh, airfare for some travel thing that we've got going on. Because, like I said, I don't I don't like to book air travel for anybody else. I don't like really booking it for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do think in some ways, Mike. I think we are kind of fortunate, spoiled in some ways, because since. Uh, Atlanta is such a big hub city, especially for Delta. We do have more direct flights than a lot of other uh, airports see because there's a, like Very everybody's coming. Like a lot of them are coming to Atlanta to switch over. Like you go through Atlanta if you're going somewhere else. So, uh, so I do think we're fortunate in that respect. But yeah, I have noticed that if people are traveling to like from Boston to as you said, Texas or whatever, then they have to usually go through somewhere else. Or usually through so, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta's a big hub. Um, in fact, uh, we're, one of our good friends works for Delta at Atlanta Airport. He uh, he's one of the uh, the baggage people that have been doing it and there for years. Getting ready to retire and move to Florida. And what, then, what uh, is it? What is this retire word? I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when you get to be my age, Mike. Mm, it's still not going to happen, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you start to think about retirement on a daily basis. In fact, if I pull my phone up right now, I have a countdown. Somewhere around 483 days left. I, but he <laughs> I'm done. But that's just a rough number. Yeah. He's not counting, folks. No, he's not. Well, let, you know. Airlines suck, but, you know, there are some ways around at least getting through the airports a little easier. Something like TSA pre-check is always a great thing. And it's only like 85 bucks for like four years. dollars for five years. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not, it's worth it right there. It yeah. absolutely is. Uh, if you are going to travel by whatever means, it's always coming into to, to play. Even if you're going by rail, um, you still have 
the pre-check uh, comes into play. It's not just strictly for airlines. Um, it's definitely worth it for him. We haven't done it yet, but I keep thinking we should. And uh, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I'm not, I'm lazy is what it comes down to. I'm All right. I, you heard it here, folks. This is being recorded. Right. So he knows. Well, where we are too, there isn't one close to us up in West Virginia. Yeah, you have to go through certain offices. I think post office is one and things like that. It's sort of like when you would get your passport. Mm. Same. Which is a great thing. You should everybody should have a passport. Yeah, you should always have a passport, no matter what. I'm All a right. big, big pro well, passport. You're not person. going anywhere if you don't have one anymore these days. You mm. you you, you mm. want to stay within the United States, no sweat. You're good. Yeah. If you go on a cruise and it's a closed circuit, you just need your birth certificate, but to get off of the cruise, the line, if you don't have your passport to get off of the cruise and go through yeah. You know, customs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't have one of your ports of call be yeah. anywhere in the exactly. Uh, but even to even to drive even to drive into Canada now, you need a passport mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. It used to be you just needed your driver's license, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, and so it's gotten a little tougher all the way around with that. So and you know what I recommend for people that get their passports? Don't just get the book. Get the card. Get the card as well. It, it, you put it in right in there with your driver's license, and you always have it with you then. You mm-hmm. never know. I don't know if I've ever seen a passport card. I have because I used to, when we used to live in Seattle, it was so close to the Canadian border. There were people by, that used to go across, that used to go across or up to Canada all the time. Like even sometimes on a daily basis. So instead of having their the whole passport that they had to carry separate, they had it just like their driver's license. Yep. Boom. Exactly. And you're off and you're running. We go through the the airport with that. We um, take it off when we go on the cruises. They suggest you take your passport with you. We just mm-hmm. take the cards that way. The only thing. Forbid. The only time we really like to take. The, the books with us is when we're going someplace that we haven't been before and we want to get the stamp. <laughs> of course. Of well, course. I, there's That's the cool thing about reason. the book is that well, yeah, one like, of the, I've been to places where they didn't stamp me and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly. I wanted to be stamped. Come on. And then it sucks when you get a new passport and your old one gets thrown. <laughs> your, your old stamps have to go with the old book and everything. They send them back. Yeah. Oh, I know they do, but you can't carry it. You can't like rip the pages out and put it in no. and everything. Now we take pictures. See, see where we've been. <laughs> the other new thing that they do know that actually I just signed up for um, some states I know in Maryland, they have it. And also now in the state of Georgia is the electric driver, electronic driver's licenses for travel. Oh, well, we don't have that here yet. Um, and that's pretty cool. So literally um, on like in my Apple wallet here, I have my, it's my state of Georgia driver's license. So it's pretty cool like that. So, that's I, awesome. and you can use that when you go, th- when they ask for your ID at the airport, um, they will accept it. And everything. How do officers react to that? Well, I don't know. I have never been pulled over. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to believe that Mike, come on. <laughs> I know uh, you. Can. No, uh, no, no, no. No speaking English. Uh, I, I don't know. What, I do not know what you guys are talking about. So. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's really amazing, though. You know how things are speeding up. You know that way, and you know, like when we came back into the country from our European trip, they didn't even ask to see my passport. They did facial recognition at the airport. Yes. Everything. And that was, they do that on the cruise ships too. That's lovely. And you, uh, you get your picture taken at the port. Boom, you're on, and it's facial recognition from that point on. Yeah, when we came wow. back, like you said, when we came back from the cruise, yeah, facial recognition. We didn't have to do. We didn't have to show a passport. They were like, "Okay, go ahead and." Yeah, exactly. They tell just... you bring your passport, bring your vaccine thing, and no, because all of that stuff's already been registered. It's literally you, you stare into a screen, boom, your picture pops up, move on. I know I know a lot also, and I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. 
during you know COVID and everything, a lot of the rental car companies sold off a lot of their fleets and everything, and then there was a huge shortage for cars and everything. Um, do you and guys still see that happen? Have you guys seen that it's still happening or with the rental cars? Or they is have it... the, they're building the fleet back, but we found that the prices are way more than they ever were before. Yeah, I, I, rental cars. I, I used to be able to get, a, you know, like a quick compact car for 15 bucks a day at yeah. some point, you know, uh, that just doesn't exist anymore. No, I've never, I've not heard of that in years. <laughs> well, it, it, it wasn't too long ago that I, I got us a rental when we got down to Florida and it was like $16 a day. And, That's not bad. But, but when, the pandemic hit and everything like you said they sold off a lot of their vehicles um and put a lot of restrictions a on. lot of restrictions on on things um i i truly think that a lot of the the rental companies are going to try to go to the evs we're actually um, going to be renting one of those when we go up to maryland at fourth of july there you go we're going to have a tesla and it's gonna be the first time i've ever driven one of those hmm. they they were they were really fast. When you first hit the accelerator, that thing will go. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. you're going to have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, I can drive past the gas stations, but then sit at the electrical charging stations for how long? <laughs> yeah, and I see that's just, just it. Um, the the EVs are plug-in only, whereas the, the hybrids, the battery will get some charge from the gas motor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if, if I personally was going to make uh, an investment in something like that, I'd go with some sort of a hybrid, um, because your your range of travel is much it's further. Longer, oh yeah, you know? exactly. So you know, and we'll talk off the air about EVs because I've got my opinions on them and everything. But that's a whole another story for another day, not for our travel. <laughs> another segment, segment. exactly. <laughs> Well, I think we're, we're winding down the travel segment. Uh, I guess uh, certainly before uh, we let you go, um, and it's great that you're like showing off the logo because I'm like, what? Uh, so, what should we expect if someone uh, wants to contact you guys to set up their travel plans? Well, please, uh, I appreciate that. Um, we just recently signed with another uh, travel uh, booking agent. And but Bella Travel and Adventures is an entity into itself. Um, our email address is Bella Travel and Adventures, A N D, not the and symbol, at gmail.com. Um, the we can be reached by phone as well at um 727 2302. Jot that down, folks. <laughs> and um, we can book your cruise. We can book your land vacation. I will not book your air travel. We don't, we don't do that. No. Well, I take that back. If it's part of a package, you know, yeah. if we can find, we can find something it, really good, we'll package things like that. Um, well, actually, we, that's true because I know some of the cruises include airfare. And right. And that would be dealing with the cruise line and the cruise line doing the legwork with the airlines part. So that's different. That's a whole different animal. But we're still dealing with the cruise line at that point. Um, and then once the cruise is booked, then they make the flight arrangements directly with the person who's who's going on the trip. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, we are uh, we're ready and willing to help anybody who wants to travel. We're very passionate about travel. In fact, <laughs> as soon as he retires, we'll be doing it a lot more. <laughs> I've got people at work that, that know me I, um, and know that if there's a, just a smidgen of leave left in the bank, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> and, and that's awesome. And they know to come to me if they have uh, questions about travel. And so I, I've sort of become uh, the the travel consultant for Montgomery County Public Schools, uh, and uh, and I'm I'm really uh, ambitious to get started as my 
you know, my post-retirement uh, gig and, and just doing that exclusively. And you know what they say, you know, if you enjoy what you do, you you never work a day in your life. Well, up until this point, I have not experienced that. But once travel becomes my full-time gig, it, there will not be work involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. I I get as much joy out of seeing people get excited about their trips as I do about our own trips. No, it totally right. makes sense. And I think we can, it's safe to say that uh, you are the uh, travel consultants for the Air Station One podcast. So well, we are very proud to be that. Thank we, you. We, we appreciate you joining us, spending some time with us. Uh, we're going to be right back and then we're going to close out the show. To a Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about Ted Lasso Season 3. Ted Lasso has been a shining beacon of a show over the last three seasons. It seemed to start off as a show about an American football coach who moved to England to coach soccer, with some comedy in there. But it was very clear early on that it was so much more than that. This show focused on so many topics, like mental health, family dynamics and issues, being an older woman in a man's world, and how much that something as simple as a sports team can mean so much to a community. The final season started very strong, giving us a wonderful and kind of sad story about Keeley's journey into PR and owning her own PR firm. We also see how Ted handles his ex-wife dating, and we meet Ted's mom. The season ended very well with a longer-than-normal series finale. It had me crying and did such an amazing job of tying up loose ends. And while many of us are sad the show is over, it gave us a great ending to all the characters' stories that we've grown to love. I was crying for so much of this episode. I know Jason Sudeikis has said that he is open to creating spinoff shows, and I do hope we get one. I kind of feel like the plug at a Richmond women's team was a hint at the end that we might see as a spinoff. But even if we don't... It was such an amazing ride to see something that was so well written, and you can tell that every single person who worked on it cared so much about it. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, I would highly recommend getting an Apple TV account just to watch it, since all three seasons are done and you don't have to wait week to week like many of us did who watched it as it came out. Trust me, it's definitely worth the watch. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Hi, I'm Gina Shock from the Go-Go's, fabulous drummer of the Go-Go's. Hi, this is Tony Levin of King Crimson. Hi, this is David Fishoff of the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Hi, this is Richard Evans. I am the author of Listening to the Music the Machines Make. Hi, this is Teresa Kariakis, punk rock photographer. Hi, I'm Tom Bojour, author of Nothing But a Good Time, and you are listening to Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. Modern Musicology. You're listening to Modern Musicology, so, you know, Pay attention, you might learn something. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I wanted to thank John and Sarah for joining us tonight. One more time, how can people find you guys? We can be found uh, at Bella Travel and Adventures at gmail.com and it's a-n-d not the the and side the, the real word <laughs> um and uh we can be reached by phone at any time at area code 727-777-2302 um and we're setting up our youtube channel the youtube channel is set up but there's not a whole lot on there right now but if you want to see the couple things that are up there have at it uh, there's a really good one about tra uh, train travel. When we awesome. went to uh, cruise, <laughs> we uh, didn't even we talk about we didn't Miami. even talk about trains or anything in it because a lot of people are starting to do more of Amtrak and everything across country. That and uh, and a lot of the scenic train travel has become popular. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's something else that we we'll we talk about it next year about. when you guys come back. I'll have some material for you then. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you guys so so much. 
And Mr. Mike, we made it through another one, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Uh, yeah, there's a, uh, good friends of ours, uh, Van Allen Plexico and Jared Albrecht, uh, have a book that is right now, uh, on, uh, that probably as you're listening to this or watching this, the last week or so on Kickstarter, it is called Hamilton versus Burr, a werewolf tale. Uh, this is a Whoa. unique tale on, uh, the Hamilton versus Burr, uh, situation, uh, that, uh, yeah, Lynn Manuel, uh, made pretty popular but uh actually i know that um uh jared had this written and published before that but actually it just works pretty well because yeah this hamilton's now a thing so uh just imagine if there was uh, a werewolf involved so uh it's like i said um it's a it's a great product a product i've read the book it's great uh it's a lot of fun so it's a it's a pretty interesting twist on on the uh, Alexander and Hamilton and uh, Aaron Burr story, so I definitely recommend people check it out. And like I said, you have about about uh, a week or so. Just go. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes, and also if you just go to Hamilton v Burr on on Kickstarter, it'll uh, pop up. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, uh, my shout out real quick is Judy and I, of course, have been going to see more live music. And this last week, we actually went to go see Nickel Creek in concert. Um, Nickel Creek is an amazing band of musicians who have been together since they were little kids. Literally, they their first album, I think they were in their teens still. And now um, all three of them are in their, I think, probably early 40s. And it just makes me feel so frippin' old. It's not even funny. And it's just pretty cool that you get to see these musicians, how they've matured. And each one of them, uh, both, you know, you have Sarah, you have uh, Sean, and of course, I forgot the head head one's name, the one who plays the mandolin. He's also part of the Punch Brothers. So it's pretty interesting, you know, uh, Chris Thiele. There we go. I knew I'd pop into my head. So it's pretty cool. Um, but each one of them is an amazing musician on their own and together they're just magic. And it was great to be able to be literally 10 feet from them at the concert. And it was a sold out concert at the Eastern in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was just a blast to be able to go see some amazing music. And we got a lot more still to come this summer. And Judy's like, what about going to see these people? What about this concert? What about this concert? It's like, do you want to actually even sleep over the summer? So, you know, it's a, it's a sleep is so overrated anyway, folks. So absolutely understandable there. So definitely check out some live music as we always love to say. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up the episode as always. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining. And as always, remember, we couldn't do this without you. If you want to support the podcast, please check out our T Public store and get some really cool ESO Network swag, including the Darren Noel t-shirt. Um, the Wonder Warrior t-shirt is selling. And folks, every penny we get from that will be going towards charity. So remember... If you get a chance, we have really cool stuff and I'll be creating some new t-shirt designs and we got some really cool stuff coming your way. Also, remember, if you want to listen to our show before the rest of the world, why not join the ESO Network Patreon? For as little as a dollar a month, you could help support us here at Earth Station One. And you know what? We want to thank a couple of our patrons right now. Of course, let's thank um, Sarah and also Tyra Burton, Heather Stephenson, Elizabeth Laney, Kevin Robertson. Matt Sweatman, Kevin Cafferty, and Jen Adams. Thank you, as always, for listening to us. And you can find our Patreon up at patreon.com slash ESO Network. We also want to hear from you guys. Please write us anytime at feedback at earthstation1.com. Remember, you could also find EarthStation One wherever fine podcasts are found. And now, of course, EarthStation One is in video format. You get to see all their lovely faces. And as a way of saying thank you to our YouTube people, we give you a little bit of bonus each episode. So it's pretty cool. So folks who are listening on audio, check out our YouTube channel. We would really appreciate it. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. Yeah, we're not too proud to bag on this show. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, of course, John Burroughs and Sarah Burroughs, thank you guys for listening. We will see you here next time on the Earth Station One podcast. Stay safe, hug your loved ones, and you know what? 
travel this summer, folks. There's a world to see. So check it out as always. We'll talk to you soon. Peace and we are done. Boom. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.